Welcome to the Sam and Seth Podcast. I would be Sam, and how's it going? Today we're going to talk about weird experiences that I have gone through in my life. Now, some of them were had to do with the female persuasion, some just had to do with situations I was in, and some were just spur of the moment and caught me off guard. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I would love to hear from your uh, experiences too. You can email those to me, voice at gmail.com, J-O-S-H-S-A-L-M-O-N-S-V-O-I-C-E at gmail.com. Otherwise, leave a comment, an audio comment here on the podcast site for Anchor, and I will play that next show. So first experience, let's go back to first or second grade. Uh, we just moved to this new town, new school. I really didn't know a whole lot of people, but the girl across the street, I think, had some kind of crush on me. I wanted a t-shirt that she had that had the name of the school on it. I don't know if the school even had any more, if they made them anymore, how old the shirt was, but I wanted it. And I didn't know where else I could get one. So she says, okay, I'll make you a deal. If you sit with me at the next assembly, which I think we had an assembly later that week. If you sit by me at the assembly, then I'll give you the shirt. I was like, okay. So at the next assembly, I sat next to her. And I don't know if she bragged to her friends or what the deal was. I didn't have to pay any attention to her or even acknowledge her. I just had to sit there. That was the deal. So I held up my end of the bargain and she held a purse and she gave me the shirt and I wore it, wore, wore it for a year or so after, as long as we went to school there. I think I only went there one year. So that was that kind of an odd experience, but I was like, hey, I got the shirt I wanted, right? <laughs> Going to third grade, we had a magician come to our school. This is a different school. And he asked for a volunteer from the crowd. And somehow, when I was little, I used to get picked for things out of the crowd. I don't know if it was because I was a cute kid or if I looked gullible or what the deal was, but they pulled me up. He picked me out, and he pulled me up on stage. And that's pretty good, because I was pretty shy. You know, I didn't, I'm surprised I volunteered. Uh, but this is from parents and the whole school and everything. So the magician gets me up there. He gets a girl in my class named Allison up there. And he's talking to us and has this tragedy magic trick. And at the end, he tries to trick us into holding hands. And we almost buy it. We both stick our hand up. We're like, no, 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 because we're third graders. And it was funny to everybody else, because it's like, oh, you guys are multiple hands. And she she was a cute girl. She was a nice girl. Uh, but I just, whatever, I was shy. And she was shy. And... So, anyways, that was that. But that was kind of an odd experience. Uh, coming back, when I talk about a couple weddings that I've been to, and I've experienced some odd things where I have suddenly been promoted at two different weddings. One at the wedding and one at a wedding reception. We'll get back to that. This is Sam and Says. This portion of the show is sponsored by Smith Search Company. If we can't find it, it must be lost. Help, help, someone just stole my car. I'm with Smith Search Company. Uh, can you describe it? Yes. Did it have four wheels? Yes. Did it have a motor? Yes, yes. What about seats? Did it have seats? Yes, yes. That's amazing. Have you seen it? Sorry, sir. Cars like that get stolen every day. Good luck. Ah! At Smith's Search Company, if we can't find it, it must be lost. It's Sam and Says. So we're talking about weird experiences, and one I had at a wedding one time, I was at a buddy's dad's wedding. This is obviously he's getting remarried. And I'm there, and you know I'm at the wedding, and I get he's paying me to sing at the reception. I'm just doing one song, I think, and he's gonna pay me to sing at the reception. So I did my one song, but then about 45 minutes to an hour into the into the reception, the hired DJ just got drunk. He was just inebriated, and he wasn't doing what he's supposed to be doing and that kind of thing. So I just kind of took over the buttons. I didn't really know his equipment. I figured it out, and I was running the show. Well, then people start having a good time, and the gal he married. Her family went out to the car and got the CDs and brought them in. And I was playing, you know, some of the music they had. Um, 
because they were Latino and they wanted some Latino music. And I was like, whatever they're going to dance to. So I played some of that and I played some other stuff that, you know, the guy had on his system and I'm running things and I'm announcing and I'm doing all kinds of fun stuff. And everybody's having a great time. I, I didn't even know I was going to do this. I, I'm supposed to just sing and leave um, or stick around for a little bit anyways, because it's my friend's dad. But nonetheless, the wedding gets done and the groom, my friend's dad walks over to me and he hands me, I think it was like a hundred bucks or something. And he goes, Hey, I said, what's this for? And he's like, well, first of all, for singing, because I told you he's going to pay you. And second, he's like, you ran the whole thing tonight. You ran the whole reception. I mean, that guy didn't do anything, so I should be paying you. And maybe it was more than $100. I think it was. But anyways, I said, okay, cool, thanks. So I made some gig money that way. <laughs> I didn't even know I was going to. Another wedding thing I had is I was uh, at a wedding that was kind of thrown together. This, this couple that was 18, they weren't pregnant or anything like that, but they he was going to join the Air Force, and he was getting sent off to, like, I think he was getting sent off to Greenland or something like that. And so they decided to get married, so she'd go with him. So we're at the wedding, and it's in a backyard. It's very small. It's supposed to be the groomsman, or a, the groom, a groomsman, which is me, and the best man. And then she's got, you know, her two bridesmaids and the bride. And then, like, you know, seven to ten people in the crowd. I mean, it's very small. Well, about ten minutes before the wedding starts, the groom realizes that the best man is not coming. So he gets, gets promoted. Hey! I don't get a corner office or a raise with this. I don't get anything I, except for, oh, big surprise. So I said, okay, I mean, give me a minute or two. And I ran in the house and found something. It wasn't my house. I ran in the house, found something to write on and a pen. And I wrote a speech real quick. And I came out and I, I mean, I did the best man thing. And, uh, you know, I served the duties I was supposed to do during the wedding. And then the reception, I gave the speech that I wrote. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't planning on, and I wasn't really dressed to be the best man. I think I just kind of wore a nice shirt, maybe even a tie. I don't know if I even wore a tie, but. It was casual, you know, and even the best man, I think, was just going to wear a tie. But So I got promoted during the wedding, and I wasn't, wasn't planning on it. I think I talked to those people for, I don't know, a week or so after that and never heard from them since. So I don't know whatever came of, of that couple, but uh, hopefully they're doing fine and maybe still in Greenland. I don't know. This is the Sam and Sis Podcast. Let's open the mind of one of the most curious and creative minds on the planet. It's Salmon Says. We're talking about weird situations today. And uh, so one time in high school, I was at the uh, basketball game and I saw this girl across the crowd and I asked a friend of mine, or I, I asked a guy I knew, I said, hey, who is that? And he told me her name and he says, yeah, she just lives right over here. And, okay, great. So I decided one night I'm going to go to her house and I'm going to talk to her and just kind of get to know her a little bit and maybe ask her out or something. Well, it turns out she lived down the street from a buddy of mine, a different buddy. And so I'm over there at his house, you know, I got my hair looking good and he's helping me out to what to say you know and that kind of thing he's like all right good luck so i walk down there it's just a few houses down or on the other side of the street and i knock on the door and i was like hey is such and such here and her mom says yeah come on in so i come in and i see her mom calls for her and i see her coming down the stairs and i'm looking around and i look at this girl coming down the stairs i've never seen before in my life and i'm still looking around the house and her mom points at her and says she's right there and i go oh okay so apparently my buddy at the basketball game Thought I pointed at a different girl than the one I pointed at. So the one he told me what her name was, I'm at her house. I've never seen her before in my life. I have no idea who she is. I know nothing about this person. This is not the one I was talking about. Yeah, embarrassing. So what do you do in that situation, right? So I, she comes down and I, hey, how's it going? You know, and I'm dressed up all nice and stuff. And she's just kind of wearing casual, whatever, because she wasn't expecting company. And I said, oh, I just came to tell you, do you know who my buddy is? This was a different guy. Hadn't been in the store yet. Yeah. 
I said, oh, well, he's, he's, he's got a crush on you. He's really shy and he was, you know, he's afraid to tell you himself. So I'm just going to tell you, he, he has a little crush on you. Oh, okay. Thanks. She said, and I leave. That's the first thing I can think of. I told my buddy about it years later that I was like, oh, by the way, I told her you had a crush on her. He just thought it was funny. Uh, different, different buddy. But anyway, so yeah, that was a weird situation. So I go back to the guy from the basketball game and I go, hey, the person I pointed at and the person you told me there were, were two different people. That was embarrassing. And he goes, oh, well, you didn't point, that's who I saw you pointing at. And I'm like, no, not really. So here's another weird situation. Uh, about probably 17 years ago, a buddy and I was living in California and we decided to try that eight minute dating thing. You know, where they, you show up, you sit at a table with somebody for eight minutes, and then you move on to the next table, eight minutes. So he said, like, he said, I'll do it if you do it, or I, and I said that, or whatever. So we both decided to do it, just for fun, two single guys. So we show up, and we're dressed to the nines. I mean, we're looking, you know, top of the line, best we can. And so we get there, and they give you a number. And I know, let's just say I was number four. I don't remember. He was number two. Well, I ended up following him around all night, or he followed me around. I think I followed him. He was at a table, and I was at the table, you know, behind him. So then he would move on to the next girl, and I would move on to the one he just had. She's like, oh, that last guy was from the same town you're from. I'm like, yeah, I know, it's my buddy. And then the same. So I heard that all night long. Sometimes the eight minutes was way too long. There was some were about two, two and a half minutes in the conversation. I'm like, okay, ring the bell now. I got a psycho here. Read, 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 read. Um, she probably wasn't interested in me either. But And sometimes eight minutes wasn't long enough. There was you know, a couple conversations. I'm like, hey, I didn't get your favorite color or your dog's name. Well, eight minutes, dang it. So... Uh, so what the idea was, at the end of the night, you go to the website, and you put in the number of person you were interested in. Everybody had a number. So like I said, I was number four, so I would put in I was interested in number, let's say, eight or something. And if eight was interested in me, I, they would tell me I had a match. Well, I had no matches. So I don't know if anybody was interested in me or just the ones that I was interested in wasn't interested in me. But I had no matches. My buddy had no matches, and that was the end of that. We just did it to say we did it. Neither one of us got anything out of it. And we never did it again. So <laughs> that was a weird situation as well. Coming up, I had a weird situation as a musician one time. Uh, we'll get to that as well. This is the Salmon Says Podcast. While listening to Salmon Says Podcast, please listen in small doses because Salmon Says may not be for everyone. Side effects include dry mouth, nausea, vomiting, eye burning, sniffles, coughing, uncontrollable laughing, loss of money in bank account. Your car won't start thinking you're a superhero. Salmon Says Podcast may not be for everyone. Other side effects include never turning off the podcast, stomach pains, helping old people cross the street, extreme happiness, being giddy, watching lifetime television, and baking muffins. Check with your doctor to see if Salmon Says is right for you. It's Salmon Says. So one time as a musician, I had a weird experience. I was uh, doing a gig. A buddy and I used to do a gig. Josh is his name. And... We did, sometimes we did two-man band, sometimes we did three-man band. Anyways, it was a, a gig we did every year for like four or five years in a row. And it was some kind of re Christian relief fund. We'd raise money for uh, schools and school supplies and stuff in Africa, I think is what it was. Anyway, so we just got done playing. And, I, and the band that was after us, we'd seen them the year before, you know, and they did mostly originals and stuff. So I didn't know much about them, but I was going to stick around and watch them because, you know, that's what you do. So I'm getting done, and I'm packing up my gear. I don't know if I had the full-on drum set or if I had just the bongo and he had the guitar. But anyways, as I'm packing up, they come over and go, hey, would you mind filling in on drums for us? Our drummer couldn't make it. He's, if he had car trouble or what? And I go, uh, you guys do mostly original songs, don't you? I don't know any of your songs. And I'm like, well, you'll be able to follow along. Just, uh, you know, so they put me by the keyboard player, which for drummers, like, okay, you should probably should put me next to the bass player. So at least we're playing the same thing. <laughs> 
So they put me next to the keyboard player, and uh, I was a little off because I didn't know their songs. You know, even if they would have gave me a CD in like 20 minutes, I could have went out to my car and listened to the songs and probably got the basic rhythm of them. But I did okay considering there was times where people were like looking like, okay, the drummer's off. And I was like, hey, I think they announced it once too. Like, this isn't a normal drummer. He's filling in for us. So again, it was just a charity thing. So it wasn't like people paid for admission and they were ticked off or anything. There was one time I was right on during one song. I felt the, uh, I don't know if it's crescendo, the day crescendo, and the music was just going to stop in the middle. And then we pick up, you know, count to like three. Anyway, so I go to stop, and the keyboard player, she's right next to me, and she stops, that lady. And I look at her, and she looks at me. She's looking at me like, hey, how'd you know how to stop there? And I'm like, I don't know. And so then we both jumped back at the same time and kept playing. So that one went pretty well. But yeah, that was a, uh, that was a weird situation to be in. Jump back to my childhood again. One time it was a weird situation. I almost forgot about this one. I used to have a job where I delivered newspapers. And so once a week we would go out what they called crewing. And they take a group of us out, four or five. And we go out and try to get people to subscribe to the newspaper, which was an afternoon paper. And, you know, if you get subscriptions, great. Otherwise, I just went for the meal. Because the guys never got them. The girls all got subscriptions. They batted their eyes and people go, okay. Us guys are like, no, get off my porch, you know. But I just went for the meal. So anyways, we're crewing me and this and they divide up into groups of two and we're in some strange neighborhood i don't know about in california it's night and i'm probably 13 12 13 years old so me and this other guy about my age we're knocking on doors and asking people to the newspaper all of a sudden this big high school kid yells out hey you two what are you doing come here and the guy i'm with just takes off and just leaves me there so i'm just frozen like a deer in headlights you know and here comes this high school guy he runs over there, and I'm like, you know, I'm pretty scared at this point. I'm like, what's this guy going to do to me? Meanwhile, the other guy comes back, and the kid goes, hey. The high school guy goes, hey, how come you didn't run off? And I was like, I didn't do anything. Why would I run? Apparently, they've been having some vandalism in the neighborhood, and that's what he thought we were doing. And once he realized we weren't doing it, we were fine. He didn't want to buy a newspaper subscription either, but subscription either. I think I asked him. <laughs> hey, uh, I know you almost beat me up, but would you like to get the newspaper? Um, so anyways, yeah, so the other, yeah, so he's like, why didn't you run? Like, like, I didn't do anything. Why would I need to run? You know? That was kind of a funny situation. So the last thing I'm going to end with on the podcast today is not really a weird situation, but a funny situation. So a couple buddies and I, and one guy's wife was going to go to Vegas from San Diego. And it's like five, six hour drive. So we decided, hey, none of us want to put the miles in a car. We'll just rent a car. So we go to rent this car, and the name of the place might as well have been Rent a Piece of Junk or Rent a Wreck or something like that because these cars were not in good shape. But none of us had a credit card. All we had was a debit card, and that's the best we could get. So we get there, and my one friend is a mechanic, so he's checking over the car you know, inside and out to see what's wrong with it. And they gave you this little piece of paper, probably six inches by six inches, to write down you know, what's wrong with the car before you leave. And then when you come back, they check it over, and if something else, they charge you for it. He used both sides of the paper. He's like, can I have another sheet? We probably shouldn't have drove this car. Um, one thing we didn't realize is that it had a cloth gas cap. Yes, there was no gas cap. It was a rag stuck in the gas. We realized that when we stopped, you know, three miles down the road or three, three hours down the road to get gas halfway between San Diego and Vegas. And it had the cloth gas cap. So we used the car. Of course, we drive the crap out of it and bring it back. And the guy who's the mechanic and his wife, we dropped them off at their house in downtown San Diego. And downtown San Diego is these these big hills, you know, just swooping hills down by the airport. Anyway, so that's where they live. We dropped them off, and my other buddy and I are going to take the car back to the 
the rental place. And so I was just joking with him. And I said, hey, why don't we jump it, you know? And so he goes up. We're going up this hill. And all of a sudden, he just floors it. And we go off the top of the hill and come down all four wheels, like something out of Starsky and Hutch or something, and land. And that we hit the front end or something. And there's a spark shooting out the side of this rental car. And the guy who we just dropped off, eyes get huge. And he's like, what the heck are you doing? And I look over at the driver and I'm like, man, I was just kidding you. I didn't think we'd actually do it. So we, <laughs> we took the car back and they didn't, they were none the wiser. Uh, we got away with that one. But yeah, it was the uh, only time I've ever been in a car that actually jumped. And I don't think we got that high off the air, off the ground, but it was just enough air to make us land and scrape with sparks coming out the side. Kind of cool, actually. Going to wrap up the podcast right now. This is Salmon Says. I'm Salmon. Love to hear from you. Let me know your cool experiences or weird experiences. Josh Salmon's voice, J-O-S-H-S. A-L-M-O-N-S-V-O-I-C-E. Josh Salmon's voice at gmail.com. Otherwise, you can record one on your phone or whatever and drop it on here, and I will use it on the next podcast. Love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in. This is the Salmon Says Podcast, part of Salmon Media, and I'll catch you guys back here next week. Make sure and tune in. Thanks a lot.